Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Franken Culture proudly presents to you the greatest MMA show ever! Get the KO! As always, I'm your host, Clifford Red Doc Miller, and with me is Julie Chewbacca. Say what up? Hello. And this time we don't Hi, have everybody. And this time we don't have Lou. Uh, he's actually doing a family thing, so congrats to him. Golf claps, golf claps. All right. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about, um, we're going to cover a couple topics, right? So last night was Bellator 214. Uh, we know that uh, there's going to be some other fights coming up in, in a Bellator. So that's going to be kind of uh, fun and exciting. So it's something that we can definitely talk about. And we're going to also cover UFC 144. We're just really going to lightly touch on it. It is going to be next week. Um, and that is in Brazil. So it's definitely going to be a fun show to talk about. So, <coughs> Julie, Julie is dying over here, as you can yeah, tell by the cough. Oh, it's cold as hell in Metro Detroit. That, uh, that's why I blame all of this on. Yes, Detroit. Like, no degrees. <laughs> it's cold in the D, as, as so famously sung. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's, let's hop into this, right? So, we're really going to cover, we'll, we'll touch on a couple fights. Uh, this was a pretty fast fight card altogether, right? Uh, oh, my had, God, yeah. TKOs, submissions. Um, there's only there's only three fights that went to decision, right? So uh, before the the main main card, right? So you had uh, Greg right. Plaskett versus Ian Butler that went to decision. Um, yeah. You had uh, Jesse Roberts versus AJ Agrizon Agrizarm that went to decision, and that was yeah. a split decision at that. And then oh, yeah. um, we had our first, we had the second fight on the main card, which we'll touch on in a little bit. Otherwise, this was arm triangles, head kicks, uh, punches. Uh, there was even a north-south choke by uh, Thor uh, Skantic. Uh, and the funny thing was about it is uh, we caught these. We had, to, we had to re-record these fights. I don't know. Did you record these fights too, Julie? Oh, yeah. Totally did. I had to record them because so much crap's going on this weekend. Right. So <laughs> as some of you guys already know, Julie and myself, we are on Frankensteiner. As well as I'm on Nerds at the Round Table. So we had so much stuff going on that something had to get re-recorded so that we could go back and watch it. And unfortunately, this was the card that got pushed back because with uh, NXT TakeOver Phoenix, uh, oh. Young Justice, uh, got uh, the Punisher series. There's like so much media that we have to like right. account for <laughs> just to like keep up. So I know, and they crazy. keep announcing so much more stuff. Like they announced on um, they announced on um, Umbrella Academy, and I'm like, why are you doing this to me? I just, oh, I can't handle it. Well, I can't the handle boys? it. The boys got announced too. I know. I can't wait for the boys and like second season Runaways, which Runaways is a personal fave of mine. So I'm just like, y'all bitches don't understand. My little pop culture and media brain is like, <gasps> I feel like it's, 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 yeah. Yeah. There's like and not enough fucking time. What's funny is that Thank that was you. something actually you, that we recovered. Yeah. We covered that on, um, on, uh, nerds at the round table about the boys and, uh, the umbrella. So it was just, it's just crazy. <sighs> so enough with the pop culture stuff. We got to jump yeah. into these fights. Let's get in. Let's so see. the first fight of the night that we had on the main card, right? Was Adele, Atala, Mimi, Versus Brandon McCallahan. I just want to talk about this first, right? If oh my god, you can bring up fighter, a story? Yeah, if there's ever a fighter that I want to hate now more than ever, it's Adele, right? Or Adel, Adel, I'm sorry. Adel, you are on my list of people I do not like, right? And not because you're not a great fighter. You got the submission by armbar. It was sick. Oh my god, I thought you were going to break a limb. But it's because you came out with Chris Pratt. Okay, and not that I don't like Chris Pratt himself. I don't like Star Lord. Okay, I'm still not over the events that happened at the Infinity War. Even though oh we, my just God. Said that we weren't going to talk about, we just like I said, we weren't going to talk about any okay, pop culture. Okay, you know but I'm not what? over the you Infinity War. <laughs> okay, listen, I can understand that, but 
<laughs> for reals though, on a level of realness, like because I recorded the fights because a million crap things were going on and I watched it early as hell this morning. So I was watching the store the story about like his background when they gave his, his story and I was like oh, I'm not ready for the fields this early in the morning. I I wouldn't have been that ready for the fields that late at night either. Like I can understand the whole why Chris Pratt was out with them because of all the work with the vets that they do. And the I love the fact that because Marines saved him, he's wants to pay back helping wounded vets. And that is the most heartwarming American-like story. Be like, oh, thank you. I love that. I love that story. So I was kind of like rooting for him a little bit because I was like, oh, look at you with your first fight and everything. Like, I was a little. They sold me. They got me with the theatrics, but and then he did the armbar, and it was, and and he got it. He got it good. He got it good. Yo, and yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just surprised. Like. It, it didn't break. It, there was no pop, like nothing. Oh, like, so I know. Tight. But I'm just going to say, I'm still not a fan because you came out with Star-Lord, and I'm not over the Infinity Warrior, okay? Because of his actions, I lost Peter Parker. Even though I know he's going to be back and far from home, okay? I'm just saying, you, it's not appreciated, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, oh, okay. All right, I want to have to narrow for one second. But uh, Dr. Strange said we're in the end game. There's one way out of all those different ways. So how do we not know Starler's freak out is part of the major plan? Just gonna point that on. Let's move on to the next fight because we will literally be here forever. No, no, <laughs> not okay. Not, with this. <laughs> not gonna be okay. With this. <laughs> but right. I understand. Like legit, Peter Parker specifically in Infinity War. I was in the theater. I wasn't ready, and we were in a theater that allowed you to drink while you were there. And I was like, what the hell? I wasn't ready for this level of. Because it also reminded me because I'm a Doctor Who fan too. So when he's like, I don't want to go, I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. I'm not ready for this yet. Son of a bitch, don't remind me of this. So, yeah, all I, sorts of feels. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. Because once I found mm -hmm. out that, that that whole scene was ad-libbed, like, that was it. Oh. I was I was in more tears. I was oh. like, yo, I can't take this. Because like, oh. it felt right. so real. Right. That's why then, now, right. Star Lord, I don't care about you, Star Lord. I wish Thanos, yeah. like, I'm glad. I, you know what? <laughs> When they have the end game and everybody gets brought back, I hope that Star Lord isn't one of them. <laughs> oh, 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 damn. Chris yeah, Pratt. Guard, he's bringing out the big guns. Guard, someone better at Pratt. Someone, someone at him. Let him know. I'm fighting words. Hey, uh, so so this will, that will probably be my rant now for the rest of the day, just like how uh, on Frankensteiner we talked about John Cena's suit collection, which I want to oh talk my. about here. So, Yo, let's move on. No, right? go to Frankensteiner and listen to that one, though, if you want to hear a good rant. So, Juan Archuleta <laughs> versus Ricky Bandejas, right? Uh, this went to decision. It was unanimous. This was the third fight of the night that went to decision, which was kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. It, was, it is fun yeah. to see those fights go. Um, it was unanimous at 29-28, 29-28, 29-28, and all for Archuleta. This was a great fight, a great showing for Archuleta. Like, this was a name that oh, I was yeah. really familiar with. But man, you really man. got to see how good of a wrestler he is. Man, he was yeah. really like he would just like blast right into it. I mean, those always make me scared when you start like flying into those moves because you can easily get caught. But you can tell that he has enough under his belt to kind of keep an eye out for that because you saw the way he was doing it. But. When he was just picking up and slamming on the ground, I was like, "Well, that's one way to gain points, right? If you're gonna let it go to the judge, if you're gonna let it go to the judges, because that's the thing about this card is like this is a great example about if you don't want to let it go to the judges, even if it's at four twenty six, don't let it go to the judges. Like there's two of them, three of them that were that were ended at like four minutes and twenty some odd seconds before the end of the thing, and you're like." Mm-hmm. Get it, get it, get it. Like if you're gonna try to get it, get it towards the end of the one round or towards the end of this round. Try to get it as close. Don't let it go to the judges. Don't let it go to the judges. But if you're gonna do, do it wanted. Get as many damn points as you're gonna get in there. Bip them. Even if it's just even if you know that they're not gonna you're like you know that they don't have as much of knockout power, but you know it's enough to show that you're doing damage, do it. Yeah. Keep it kicking. Keep punching. That was punching. my big thing for him, too, Keep right? Keep trying. Was that, 
when he just he he literally was like, if I'm going to let these judges take the hand or take my take it into their hands, like I have got to do what I got to do, and I've just got to beat the hell out of this guy continuously, and like that's what he was going for. Like, I felt like watching him fight was essentially like watching Michael Bisping, right? And I only say that in the sense that he was landing, but then like he was getting like really great takedowns, and he was just dominating the whole entire fight, and he was getting like his aggression. Showing aggression in the octagon, well, in their in their circle, in their ring, it, it looked, I mean, I believed. I would have been like, yep, that has to be his fight. Because all three rounds, he dominated this card. And it was just, it wasn't even fair. Like, it just wasn't fair. Yeah. So, I have to give yeah, a big like, to that. It, yeah, if, if this makes sense, I've always thought, like, if you're a wrestler and you're going against somebody like that, and you know you have the power to pick them up and strike them, but you're, you're going to have to do the points, how he did it, was a good way to show, like, yeah, if, you, if you're going to have to get points and you're not going to be able to lock a submission or something like that, that's a good way to kind of be like, yeah, but picking it up, trying to keep going and bringing him down, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do it, at least keep going for it, and that's what Archuleta kept doing. He just kept going for it. And but, looked, I mean, let's, let's, really let's, that's... That's not to say that Ricky wasn't figuring it out towards the end because, like, like I agreed with Big John that there was a big problem with Ricky with the fact that when he was getting popped, he kept going backwards instead of going to the side because Archuleta was figuring that out because once once he would hit him, instead of, like, figuring out, like, go going go to side, he would go backwards so then Archuleta could get can go even more forward with it. Because if he figures out timing, he knows, oh, if I hit him once, he's going to step back, and then I'll time it that way. I totally agreed with that. It was a bad move on his part. But I believe it was like, I think it was in the third, when you see that he started changing it up. Because towards the end of the, I think it was like towards the middle towards, or the end of the third, is when Ricky was trying to take control back of the fight. It didn't work, but you could see he was trying to at that, like, oh, I'm not. I'm not doing the moves that are stopping this. He's he's really gaining points on me. So yeah, no doubt. It's it's really it's it was wild of a fight. It was good to see. Um, he I don't know. It, it was just Juan. Juan set the tempo, but you're right. Ricky towards the end, he finally started to understand. Like, hey, I can't keep moving forward or keep moving back. I gotta move to this side and I gotta look the counter. But it yeah. was just it was just a little too little too a little yeah too, too little too late. If it, if he'd have figured it out, maybe at the end of the second, that would have given him an entire round, and then there could have been a split, maybe yeah, for for second round. You know, like because then at least if you're not going to get it, then at least you could try to say, "Oh, well, I definitively got the third round. He definitively got the first. So let's just hope the judges were in my favor because they saw me turn the fight around in the second. You know, like that's. That would have worked, but because it was at the third, it wasn't enough. Like, so, kudos for you for figuring it out, but, like, wrong time. <laughs> here's, here's what we got to do. So, so we're going to step up in this fight card, right? And we're going to talk about J.W. Kisser versus Jake Hager. But I have to bring this uh, up first, okay? So, <laughs> how crazy is it that we saw Jake debut in Bellator and to watch an MMA fighter and Matt Riddle fight Cassie well wrestle Cassius Ono in the WWE. Uh, like in the yeah, same night, I was, was a wild to me it was a wild transition. Uh, I was like, whoa. Oh yeah, yeah, I Yeah, I, I thought it was very funny be I loved I loved like the meld between all of it because you had Riddle at you had Riddle with NXT, you had Hager, but then you also had R Truth doing the opening music. Yo, okay. So let me let's back to all right. That's a whole lot of different. Like, I thought it was interesting that there's that much crossover now, and it doesn't seem like anyone gives a fuck. Like they used to a couple years back. There was a lot more like uh, that WWE bullshit, that UFC shit. I like the fact that there's not much of that. There's not as much of a hard line now. No. There's more melding. I enjoy that now. So, that. give you guys any context, right? So, last night, uh, during the Bell Tour, right, Jake Hager, or as some of us in the WWE world know him as Jack Swagger, uh, debuted <laughs> in the Bell Tour. And mind you, this was that crazy, name. right? So, anybody who was in the WWE knew that Jack Swagger 
was like a huge wrestler. Like we all knew he was a huge wrestler, and not just like in a pro wrestling sense. Like the kids from Oklahoma, you know, he I think he wrestled for the Sooners. Collegiate, yeah, yeah collegiate. He was, a, he was an All American. Like he was, he's a legit. Mm. He's a bad mofo. Let's just put it that way, right? And so he wrestled in the WWE for 12 years, and it feels like kind of people were like, ha, 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 he's never going to make it. Look at the last guy. Nah, that's not a fair assessment. That last guy was CM Punk. Let's talk about the yeah. guy before him, right? Dave Batista, or maybe the guy before that, Bobby Lashley, or the guy before that, Brock Lesnar. Like, legitimately, and even before that, Ken Shamrock, right? So we have right. all these guys. There's who, been crossovers yeah. before, like... Lots of crossovers. You know. And then, yeah, Dan Severin. Dan Severin, exactly. So it was not He's one of my favorite. And, and mind you, mind you, Ken Shamrock and Dan Severin were UFC guys who went to the WWE and then went back to mixed martial arts. Jens Pulver is another person who was a UFC guy, went to the WWE, then went back into the to the uh, to the MMA world. And I'm not trying to say that everybody who comes out of the WWE is going to be a bad mofo to deal with, right? Clearly, that's not a thing. And we saw that with CM Punk. But you can't yeah. dismiss Brock Lesnar because he was an NCAA heavyweight champion who yeah. could have gone to, to the Olympics to wrestle but chose to go to the WWE and handled his business there. Dave Batista. Dave Batista was a former um, – What he used, to, he used to be a former bouncer. Like, you don't mean that guy doesn't know how to fight? Like he went out and well, he then, had also, handled business. He did, like, also with Batista, like I love, I like to always point this out when people are like, "Where's CM Punk?" Batista also like when I bring up Batista as an example, like you did as well. Um, he didn't try to do the flashy CM Punk route, right? I mean, like try not. Not. So, I don't need. I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean that like it wasn't that route. It was. It was lower. It was kind of like when you go into the indies and. You know, it wasn't a big flashy thing for him to go switch to MMA. Right. He just. I mean, like, let's I be real. It, was it wasn't show, like right? this huge deal. It wasn't a big announcement. The internet didn't lose its shit. It was like, oh, Batista's doing MMA. That's neat. I mean, the Green Ranger had a damn bigger announcement than than <laughs> Batista doing MMA. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like, let's so be real. So, like, I, I love that about him. But, like, there's a lot of people tend to forget that not everybody that goes into pro wrestling is just like, oh, I'm a sport. I, I was, I'm an, I'm an ex whatever. There are legitimately collegiate wrestling wrestlers that just never wanted to learn striking at the time or just loved pro wrestling since they were a kid and said, Hey, let me try this first. They get it under, they get a taste for it and they realize hey, I can train harder and I can go in there. And I say the same thing with some of the people that flip with the, Oh, why are these MMA people going into the you know pro wrestling? Because realistically, they could probably do a thousand times better than some of the people. Like there are, they have the strength, the cardio, and everything to go as long as they need to in the ring. So it's definitely having the ability to cross over. People need to chill the fuck out on this. But so let's so let's backtrack, right? So like you're right, yeah. Dave Batista, he was in the DC show, right? And even Bobby Lashley, right? So what people don't know is that Bobby Lashley was a former NAIA. Uh, heavyweight champ, I think he was a two-time heavyweight champ in NAIA amateur wrestling, who then went into the all-arms forces team and tried out for the Olympics in wrestling. So it's like, you see these guys are all coming. Then obviously, you know, Bobby Lashley went to WWE and okay. he did his thing there. But then he went to he went to Strike Force, he went to Bellator, he fought. I think he was at Titan FC for a little bit too. He and he's a he's a bad dude. Like, let's be real. But then, like, yeah. you had CM Punk come out, right? But CM Punk never. And, and credits to CM Punk. Let me put this out there first. Credits to CM Punk. Like the guy who never really got punched in the mouth. Never really like he was kind of like a backstreet kind of fighter, right? Who wanted to train in the UFC. And credits to him. Like, man, he made that jump, and that's, yeah, that's a that's great. That's the beat thing. For him. No, no but, one's not given yeah. the credit where credits due because and my ass in ain't in that fucking. Yeah, my ass ain't in that fucking octagon. So, like, listen, I'm on a podcast talking shit about it. So <laughs> that right there tells you tells you how much I've done. So but, uh, take everything that comes out this trap with a grain of salt. <laughs> so, but, and my point being though is that like, so CM, so CM Punk makes his his well, like he was well known debut, right? And it was a falter, right? Both times, right? Mickey Gall tapped him out. Michael Jackson, 
Uh, probably should have finished him, but kind of played with him way too much. So the bar, I don't really know if the bar was set. It was set super, super low for Jack Swagger or yeah. Jack Hager. Jack for some Hager, weird whatever. reason. For, for a weird reason. But let me be honest, though. It did not help his case when R-Truth came out and started doing his rap song. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Good. But that like, and also the whole, like, the we, we the, the people thing yes. was from... From when he was in WWE, when he was like super, don't tread on me. And realistically, right now is probably not the good time to inflame that shit. Right now, so I was like, let's let's put this on a side point. Right now is probably the best time to do something like that because you can. Well, it it is. But 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 hold on, you can unify people. In that same sense, that they're be like, you know what, Jack Swagger said, "We the people," and he's talking about knocking people out. I think whatever the message may be, I just think it was just. I think it's just so funny that he paid tribute yeah. to his WWE character. I know, it was interesting that he did it. Yeah, it was. It was, it was weird. It was weird that he did it because I was like, dude, if you lose this fight and you keep doing that, we the people, and you lose. It's not going to look good for either you or the WWE or even MMA in general because it's like, oh, here's another kid who just comes in, talks all this trash, and right. about and well, he's just a wrestler. When he came down and he took his shirt off and you got to really see, he looks really good. He doesn't have that, that pro wrestling in shape. He's got that, that oh, no, I, pre- I need to work on my cardio shape going on. So he's got that little layer of fat off of him. At Sounds like shitty, but yeah, whatever. I'm rude. Um, but he looked good. He looked really good. What do you weigh, like 235, 240? Like, I think uh, that's what they had him at. Because I think the guy he fought was at like two. Think so? The guy was the guy that he fought was closer to 265. And it was like, I don't know. I, I just want to say. Oh, no, it was 275 is his build weight. Who, Jack? That's what at least, that's what Wikipedia says. Good. I clicked God. on there. I don't know if that's what it is, but I'm but just he, saying, he if there's looked- a problem, I clicked on Wikipedia <laughs> because I'm lazy. But I'm just saying, he looked in good shape, and I felt like yeah, he the did. heavyweight division, really I was good. like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, was he Brock Lesnar 2010 in shape? Of course not, but he was in no. really good shape. And he had, and I don't know how his cardio game is by any means, but, yo, he went out there, and, and we talk about this all the time with fighting, right? And in the world of in the world of MMA, in the world of even just street fighting, let's be honest. I'm I, I bring yeah. this in for a different sense. It's never you never worry about what that person knows. You're always worried about what you know and what you're going to yeah. inflict on that person. And Jack Swagger, let's be honest. He took a couple punches. He delivered a punch, but he knew I can't strike with this guy. I gotta get him to the ground, and that's what he did. And it was and I'm telling you, right. it was picture perfect. The takedown happened. He scored. He got on top, and he just looked for the submission. Now, credits, he got stuck in half guard. Any- for, he got stuck in half guard, but that was yeah. just an ex- inexperienced yeah. side, right? Because he's just not – he's not there yet. But And I'm not saying he's he is the next heavyweight champion. I'm not by any means. I'm just saying that he was in half guard. He rode it out. He waited. Uh, then um, um, Kisser's uh, leg kind of got tired out, and then finally Jack was able to get out. But the thing I also want to credit, too, is that – it shows how much strength Jack Swat, well, Jake Hager has. What is it? He's going to be, he can be whatever he, call him Swagger. That's fine. So Just call him it that. Shows, it shows how much strength he has, though, because he was able to put that arm triangle and hold it and submit the guy while still yeah. on half guard. So, yeah. credits to him for that. Like, I have to give props because that guy, you know, uh, Kisser was fighting and fighting and fighting, but eventually he had to tap because it just got tightened down. And you could see Jake was, like, cranking and tightening and cranking and tightening, and eventually it got to the point where he just didn't have the air, and he had to give up. And I, I give crest to Jake, man. He he looked good for having his first fight ever. Yeah. And I, I have to give him props to that. Right. And he was another, he was a guy, in the round one finishes, every single damn fight except those three decisions were round one. Yeah. So, and, and good so, job. You know, best of luck to to Jake and, and his career. I know he said that he wanted to keep doing this for the next 10 years. I don't think his body has that capability of lasting 10 years. He may. I don't know. Shit. Yeah. He knows better than I do. But... 
you know, credits to him. I, I'm glad. Hopefully, in the next couple years, we'll see him because he said he wants to fight like two or three more times this year. But uh, credits to him. So hopefully, we'll see. You know, maybe we'll see him in a title picture. I don't know because we, we have another heavyweight fight that we got to cover here in a little bit. So right. we're gonna move on from WWE slash Bellator into back to right. Bellator. <laughs> Henry <laughs> Corrales right. versus Aaron Pico. I'm oh gonna my say God, this fight. This. Yes, this fight. This fight. <laughs> let me let me let me put this out here first, right? So there's only been one other fight that I've ever. Well, no, I'm not gonna. I'm, I lied. There's a couple of fights that I've ever seen, <laughs> right? But Liar there's, one, <laughs> there's one fight in particular that sticks in my mind anytime I see a fight like this, right? So Dan Henderson versus Fedor and Makalenko, like this fight between those two guys only lasted one round, but it was like the most devastating one round I've ever seen, right? And for Corrales and Pico to surpass that fight just says something about how great this fight was. So only lasted a minute and seven seconds. Let's just be straight with it, right? Pico landed this devastating shot on Corrales. Corrales hit the ground, and, like, he started coming back up, and, like, he was just getting... He should have been finished. It just... It's just the way it was. It's the way I felt it was. But somehow, Corrales regained his composure. He was still out of it, by all means. He was at one... Once they got to uh, collar tie-up and started dirty boxing, like, I I was agreeing with Big John the whole time. I was like, why didn't he just take this fight back down to the ground and just finish there? He's trying to throw punches, trying to finish. And Henry Corrales lands this nasty shot that right. just starts. It just shut down and starched Pico. And Pico hit the ground. And I'm gonna, not going to lie. It was one of the sickest thuds I've ever heard in. Oh, when you, yeah, you see the toes do the curl oh, thing. You're like, oh, he's sleeping. Yep. He he's was, sleeping. Oh, oh, I was like, <laughs> yep, night, night, buddy. I hope you wake right. up with the best dreams that you thought you won that fight. <laughs> You know what's funny about that too? Like watching that fight this morning, like watching it, it reminded me because I bounced before. Like I, it reminded me of when you watch two drunks fight, and you're, <laughs> you 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 go, oh that guy's gonna win, and he gets embarrassed, and he just comes and does like just a random ass haymaker or something because he's like, oh fuck this, I don't want to lose, and he's the one that knocks the other guy out, and you're kind of like, what the fuck just happened? Yep. It reminded me of one of those fights. And it was like, oh, 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 oh my God. Because, like, my husband was saying, because I, like I said, I recorded the fights because I've passed out. Too much shit going on this weekend. So I was watching this morning, like, my husband came out and he was like, oh, yeah, you got to watch this. It happens quick. And I was like, okay, let me make sure I don't, don't, don't look away. And it is. It, it literally plays out the same thing where you just see the, oh, that guy, like, holy shit, that was out of nowhere. Yeah, it fuck? was. It really was. It was like, um. <laughs> So was it? It was a right hook, right? That knocked. I out believe Pico. so. And it was just like because it came off of Pico's. It came off of Pico trying to get up into like a collar tie and get into like a dirty boxing kind of scenario. And yeah. Corrales, like it was like a weird punch that missed from Pico, and then Corrales came over the top and landed this right That's... And out. Like you just see, you just see Pico's hands drop, and he just laid there for a second, and then he fell back, and his head hit the ground. And it was just a solid thud, and I was like, Oof. "Yeah, you saw." And then like hands you saw those, out, because there was a couple little. Up. Yeah, there was a couple little exchanges like that. Once, um, once Corrales went down, when he got back up, there was those couple of those little quick exchanges where you're like, "Ooh, one of them's gonna catch one of them the right way, and the other one's that, and it's going down." And I, I honestly thought, it was, I thought it wasn't gonna be Pico. Yo, I thought Man. Pico was. Yeah, Shit. I thought I saw Pico, and I was Shit. like, "Yo, Pico." <laughs> I saw Pico, and I was like, man, Pico looks like he's in good shape. He looks like he's ready to handle right. business. You know, Corrales. And I give it to Corrales. Corrales looked good, too. Yeah, he did good. Off. I don't want to take anything from him. But then, like, Pico got the, Pico got the first knockdown. I was like, well, that's to be expected. And that's when they get into the tie-up. And I was like, what is Pico doing? And then Corrales then a huge shot. I was like, oh. Right. <laughs> that was the thing is when you, when you saw Pico land that first shot, you're like, oh, okay, business as usual. Like that, like, um, but when he, when uh, Kraus came back up and they did that quick exchange and popped him, you're like, oh, okay, maybe I, I, I gross. I, I have evaluated this fight incredibly wrong. I yeah. am sorry. <laughs> <I was laughs> like, and 
we talk about it all the time in the world of mixed martial arts is like it just takes that half a second. Just a half a second changes mm-hmm. the whole entire fight. You just imagine if John Jones is dominating a fight the whole entire time, right? And like the Gustafson fight, let's just use that as a perfect example. He's dominating Gustafson for four rounds, right? And we're like, oh yeah, he's just gonna coast and win the rest of this fight. What if all of a sudden there's just like a quick right hook and then Jones goes down, like? Oh right, blast him. And oh. we were like, wait a minute, what? Oh, and so Pico was yeah, Pico dominating this this fight for the first minute. We were like, Oh yeah, this is just this is gonna be quick work. And then Corrales land that shot and you're like, Oh, okay. Uh Pico. Well, yeah, it it he, was funny because it literally was that first minute. It was the seven seconds exchange after that. You're like, Oh well, oh, okay, bye bye. Night night. <laughs> Sleep. Yeah, no, gotta go night night. Everybody go night night. <laughs> All right, so we got to move up, right? So congratulations um, to Henry Corrales again on on his yep. big win. That was an incredible comeback. Yeah, big, yeah, big props. All right, so this was the fight of the night, right? This was uh, this was for all the marbles. This was heavyweight title being up for grabs. Especially Ugh, this was the conclusion this, of a tournament that has been going on for so long. Um, Ryan Bader. Versus Fedor and Makalenko. I just talked about him in the previous fight, right? So it's kind of funny that we're trying to transition that way. So mm-hmm. this fight, man, like Ryan Bader is the strike force light heavyweight champion. He's going for the heavyweight championship belt. And the funny thing is I was thinking about this this whole time, right? Is that Ryan Bader in the UFC, I don't want to say he was bad because he wasn't. He was good. He was a good wrestler. He just didn't have it all together. And he's even openly admitted to that, even when his last loss to uh, Leo Machida, he admitted that his striking game wasn't on point. He really didn't know what he was doing. He was just kind of trying to control guys. And we saw that even with the John Jones fight that he had with him too. But it was just, it was an incredible thing to see that Bader is still learning how to strike, right? And that left hand that he threw at Fedor and landed was oh my god I don't even so I don't want to say it's a thing of beauty right it was beautiful to watch but it looked like he was there was three things that I felt like were really bad about him right one it was way out of his reach and he was overextended had Fedor just even dodged his head like moved his head back just a little bit he would have slipped that punch and he could have knocked out yeah so he was overextended he was forcing the fight, and you yeah. could tell like he wanted to set the tempo immediately. And hey, credits to Bader because it worked. This was like the one time where I'm like, oh snap, you know. And it's nothing to take away from Fedor because Fedor is the last emperor. He is the last great of the heavyweights. It's just obviously Father Time is undefeated, and we saw yeah. that right. It, it, it is Bader's time. So Bader wins this fight in 35 seconds off. Two punches, which, huh, bro, beating somebody well, in two. When punches, he got him incredible. on the ground, if 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 you watch that replay, when he gets after he do, lands that first shot to get Fader to fall backwards, and he jumps on him to do those those uh those I was like two or three little shots after, those are the ones that cut him. And when you watch the re- the replay, you can see it. And anyway, that's when he busts open uh Fader as well, and that's when you're like, oh, that's insult to injury right there. Yep. Right. I, it was it was nice to watch. It was it was nice. I thought this was gonna be a lot longer. This damn fucking car was so fucking quick. <laughs> Yo, the fight, I like, I and obviously Bellator. Let's be real, like so Bellator, One FC, um, Titan FC, VFC, like all these other smaller cars. They're not the UFC, right? So you don't have like you have top tier type fighters, but you don't have. The cream of the crop. Essentially, like for people who listen to this podcast and are maybe it's the first time you're hearing it and you're like, I don't know what they're talking about. If you're big into wrestling, right? Imagine like the WWE and then you have all these smaller brands like TNA, ROH, New Japan, right? So you have all these smaller guys and then you have the WWE where everybody's trying to get to. So essentially, when Strike Force was around, that was a competitor to the UFC. So with UFC, uh, guys kind of underneath it were like t- Titan FC, Ryzen, or Risen, uh, you have, you know, Bellator. So all these guys are trying to move into the UFC. That's essentially where they want to go. But oh my god, like this card went by so fast, and it's it's probably because yeah. you have a lot of like little experienced guys trying to find like fight and get to the top, right? And it, it is what it is. But I just found this card. I I really enjoyed this card. I really enjoyed 
the it was the good fighting. Yeah, yeah, because it was like there was yeah, it, it was, was great action. It was, even though it was quick, it was even though it was quick, it was like oh okay, there was a reason why it was quick. It yeah. was talent. It wasn't just quick because like oh that guy got lucky or there was a DQ. Or somebody bullshit this. Or blah, lucky. blah. Yeah, like, it, <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. Hey, let's get this done and over with, yo. Yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. is cool because we talk about this all the time, especially with, like, the smaller UFC cards for, like, the fight nights and stuff. Like, you should be watching those fight night cards because those are the up-and-comer fights that are trying to make it into, like, the top tens. And those guys handle business right so they're going in there they're going to blast each other they're going to try and knock the other person out whereas like once you get into like the upper you know the top 10 those guys are tactical right so they're looking yeah. for like this strike or maybe that takedown looking for this submission looking for this leg kick whereas like the guys kind of in the bottom 15 who are trying to fight for those cards they're battling and battling and battling right and so they're yeah. looking for the great knockouts and you know give it give credit to these guys man like the Bellator tournament like looks really really good. It was really really good for the heavyweight title. It's obvious because their their heavyweight champion went away. Uh, but now looking back, like it's a kind of up to Bader now, right? So Bader is the two hundred five champ. He's also the two sixty five pound champ, the heavyweight champ. Um, and now it's kind of up to him. Like he gets to fight wherever he wants to fight, and he's a two time champ. So I will. I'm, I don't know if I can acknowledge him on the level of DC. Obviously, because DC has fought like tougher competition, but it's right. just cool. He's kind of like you. You are the you are the two time division champ or two t- two time MMA champ B. Like I just call it B. <laughs> like you're there, right. but congratulations. I if you ever get invited back into the UFC and get to fight, I hope to see the level of dominance that you have in Bellator in the UFC as well. Like I guess that's kind of where I have to get to. Yeah. But no, no was, totally agree. Yeah, it was a great, great, great job by Fedor, and Fedor is and like like we've kind of said, man. Fedor at one time, Fedor had a thirty fight win streak. Like, who yeah. has that? Well, you, when you when you put it when you when you think about Fedor and his just his record in general, Ryan Bader is only the sixth person to take his ass out. Like, yeah. when you think about that, like when you really put that in perspective, that tells you one. How great Fader is, and two helps you put in perspective how big of a win this was for Ryan. Right, and and if you, you guys know. don't know, Fedor is thirty eight and six. Like, yeah, that's yeah, unbelievable. In case you guys haven't looked at that his, record yet, yeah, and he didn't even take his first loss uh, until two thousand ten, and he'd been fighting since oh god, I want to say like right at two thousand, yeah, May two thousand. So, and he's you know his first loss was or his second loss was actually to Fabricio uh, Wardoom, and it was by submission. It wasn't until he fought Silva and then Dan Henderson, and he had Matt Matrone and Ryan Bader, that all these guys were yeah. able to, like, finish him, like, on TKOs. Otherwise, it, you never saw it happen. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> Yo, well, I, I mean, was... it was really shocking. It, it was still even shocking last night, like... I, I the slash this morning. It was like I sat down the phone, don't look at anything because this is gonna happen real quick. Like, you know. Yeah, and it, it, I good think job, Ryan. What, what really catches me off guard, right, about it is that the guys that Fedor fought, right, and I got it. I got to put this out there, and I'm gonna get this off my chest, and people are gonna be like, "Boo" or something, right? I feel like the Bellator. So we kind of joked about this before, right? The Bellator is equivalent to impact wrestling so if you guys don't know what impact is it's kind of like a brand that was signing like old wwe talent to kind of try <laughs> to relive like the attitude era right and for some of you guys who know what the attitude era is where dx was and nwo where wcw and wwe were like having this big face off on monday night wars like it, it that was what it was but the problem though is it, that was, Bellator, it was wcw towards the towards the big like the beginning of 2000s where, we're like, WCW was dying, that's yeah. kind of what's... That's but, kind of the good So Bellator, Bellator has this six-man tournament, right? Well, eight-man tournament. And in Bellator, there's really only two fighters that kind of really, like, made their name, right? And I say that only because, like, uh, King Muhammad uh, Lal was one of those guys, right? Like, Big King. He, King, yeah. King KO never... Uh, Muhammad never fought in... Uh, in the UFC, right? 
But in this tournament, you have Matt Matrone, you have uh, Ryan Bader, you have oh, and Fader, of course, can't can't deny him. Uh, but you have Shell Sonnen and Frank Mir. Like four of those guys used to fight in the UFC. They couldn't hack it in the UFC anymore. They asked to get released. They got released. They go to Bellator and they fight in the Bellator, right? Right. And Fedor knocks out uh, Shell Sonnen and Frank Mir to get to the finals to fight Ryan Bader. And Bader beats uh, Muhammad, and then he beats Matt Matrone to get into the finals to fight Fedor. And I just think it's funny because it's like, so you mean to tell me that the UFC guys who are not good enough to make it in the UFC go to Bellator and they're handling business in Bellator? Because let's be real, right? Another person that's on this card, or not on this card, but another person attached to Bellator who's tearing it up is Rory McDonald. And Rory McDonald oh, is, right. is a current champ. Like, he's a 185-pound yeah, yep. champ. Like, yo, wait a minute, what? Like, you mean that guy who he was destined to be something big in the UFC couldn't quite make it, and now look at him at Strike Force. Leota Machida has been released from the UFC. He got released from his contract. He, or he didn't get released. He asked for his release from the contract. He got cut. He's making big moves over there. Benson Henderson, another guy who wasn't really that – he was good in the UFC. He was a former lightweight champion. Now look at him. He's over in – he's lighting it up over in uh, Bellator. Um, so it's just crazy the amount of people who make it into the UFC and can't really make their way and then turn out to be stars in Bellator. Yo, Matt Matrone is getting ready to fight. And yeah. this kind of transitions. This kind of transitions. So that's kind of like the end of our talk about uh, Bellator 214. But this transitions into another fight that I want to talk about, right? So in UFC, uh, so it's Bellator 216. And it's not going to be till February 16th. So you guys keep this on. Keep this on your mind. Because this fight that's going to happen is going to be ridiculous. But before we even talk about what the main event fight is going to be, listen to some of the names that are going to be on this fight card. Mikro Kokop, Roy Nelson, Czech Congo. Like, those are all former UFC fighters. Eric Silva, right. former UFC fighter. They're all in the Bellator. It's like Bellator was like, oh, you, you can make in the UFC? That's okay. Come to us. We're going to hold you and give you a hug. We'll take care of you, baby. We'll take care <laughs> of you right here on Paramount. Yes, we will. All right. But for the main event, right, uh, we have Michael. We'll let you get all the sponsors you want. <laughs> you can hold all that cash. No, so in the, right. main, in the main event, right, it's Michael Venom Page, our MVP, versus Paul Semtex Daly, who used to fight in the UFC, who got kicked right. out of the UFC after he cheap-shotted Josh Koscheck after the bell in the third round because he was frustrated because a wrestler was taking it to him. So I want to talk about this fight because if you guys don't know who MVP is, you should. You yes. should. He is, he is old-school... Anderson Silva, and I mean this in a sense of he's long, he's lanky, he's got devastating knockout power, amazing, um, his, his timing is amazing, and just to show that he wasn't a one-trick pony in, this, in that world, he went to professional boxing, and it was about yeah. the same time that Conor McGregor went over, and Conor obviously wanted to fight you know, Floyd Mayweather, and that was it. But uh, Mike, he went and fought uh, Jonathan Castano, and he knocked him out by TKO. He fought uh, Michael Chica, and he knocked that guy out. And we're talking about two guys who all they do is train in boxing. And this guy is an MMA fighter slash kickboxer and one, right? And Michael right. Page has been one of those guys who continually evolves, right? And then he wins every so once in a while. He wins either by... Uh, like a, I think he's won two fights by decision, and he's won three by by submission. But everything else comes from knockout, and his yep. knockouts are by far the best knockouts I have ever seen in the history of MMA. Dog, that flying knee, the flying knee to uh, Santos. For some of you guys who don't know, uh, Evelanche Evelanchistia. Uh, 
uh, Santos. It's Chris Cyborg's <laughs> husband who fought Michael Venom Page in a Bellator at Bellator 158. And this was back uh, in 2016, July 2016. So this flying knee, Santos was getting beaten in a fight. He went for a takedown. And Michael saw the takedown coming. He threw a flying knee and destroyed. And I, I Bro, don't, you got take I out for, you got take out of, uh, was it knockout of the year for that too? Knockout of the he took him out. And not only did he take him out, he crushed this man's skull with his knee. Like one of the most devastating knees I've ever seen thrown. It crushed <sighs> the man's skull. And unfortunately for Santos, it ended his career, which by the way, Santos, we hey, we love you. So we just want to show you all the respect. We definitely know like yeah, you're still yeah. healing. We we give you our thoughts and prayers as you still recover on your on your road. But God bless <laughs> this knee. Like it hurt my face that he got hit so hard he got cracked. And I think the biggest controversy too was that at the time, Michael didn't Venom. Venom didn't know it happened that he broke this man's skull. He threw the pokeball at him, like he oh, yeah. him. <laughs> and like I think that's why people were more upset. But credits to my MVP. MVP took the money that he won, the bonus money he won, and he paid for all of Santos's uh, uh, surgeries. So I, you know, yeah, he's very people, respectable man. People but, forget the, the 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 backstage stuff. Yeah, it's not always the. The show MVP is a nightmare for anybody, right? And for Simtex, right? He's got devastating knockout power too, and he's fought some pretty big names as well. I, I mentioned uh, Josh Koscheck is just one of those guys. He's fought Nick Diaz, uh, and there's just a whole list of people that you could kind of go through and figure out who he's fought, who he hasn't. He's fought Tyrone Woodley, you know. So for some of you guys who mm-hmm. don't know. He's fought Nick Diaz. He's fought George Massivdahl, Josh Koscheck, just kind of name a few guys. Um, but he fought Masvidal. He yeah, he fought Masvidal. He fought Rory McDonald, and he fought John Fitch. Right. So crazy yeah. enough, John Fitch's teammate is actually Josh Koscheck. So if you think that Josh wasn't coaching him on what he knew about Paul Daly, you're kind of crazy. But the thing about Paul Paul Daly is, it's it's for him. It's either a knockout. Or it's going to go to the decision. And if it goes to the decision, it's because he lost. Because <laughs> he can't control a fight once it gets taken down right. to the ground. And that's it's incredible to think that. We're at this point where these two big... Oh, by the way, Michael Venom Page is from Britain. These two British guys are about to get into this ring. And this is a three-year and a making fight. Ever since MVP came up, he called out Simtex, and then for a little while, he kind of faded off and went and did boxing, and then Daily started calling out MVP. And now we're going to see these guys finally fight in, right. the opti- in, the, in the circle. And I'm just, I cannot be more hyped for a fight like this. How you it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun one. Oh, yeah. It's going to, for lack of a better term, thank you, JR, it's going to be a barn burner. Like, <laughs> I mean, I just think about it, man. Like, Mike well, Goldberg. Well, to, to, to tap off another JR term, MVP is tougher than a $2 steak, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would expect Mike Goldberg and John McCarthy to just go in for this fight because, like, these two dudes, they're going to throw bombs. MVP is going to look, he's going to kind of keep the distance on the fight, but... Simtex is gonna try to throw, and he's gonna. I, I'm not calling it a prediction. Well, I'm just gonna MVP, say it. But I think MVP is gonna win this fight by knockout, and it'll probably happen in the first round. I mean, it would be fun. Well, you gotta think about it too. When you look at, I mean, if you go and you look at the card, the the two fights right before that are. Let's see. There's Crow Crop versus Roy Nelson. Then it's Czech Congo versus Vitaly uh, Minikov. And then it's the MVP versus Paul Daly fight. So everyone's already going to be, like, pumped because – hopefully, hopefully. Let me put that out there right now. I do not need no dancing party. If you don't get in that damn octagon and start working, I'm going to be pissed. But just hopefully everyone – I mean, as, as commentators, the two of them are going to be hyped already. 
So I just as a fan, I can't wait to watch the two of them lose their mind on oh. calling that fight. But I have to agree, as much as I love MVP, I think I think I I don't know. I think Daly might take it. Yeah, I would have to agree that. You think you think Daly's taking it? Yeah, actually, I was Ooh. like, I was like, hold on. I, I as soon as I che- as soon as I thought about it, so no. I started talking. I think he might take it, and only and only reason I think that is a is because as much as I love MB, MVP, and I think that just by 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 logic, he should be the one that does it. I think that this is one of those you have something to prove fights, and I think that might that right there might help out daily because that sometimes sometimes that makes you look at the way somebody fights more that means you study them more that means you try to figure out how how the returns are what you can do okay like if they're a wrestler you figure out how how can you perfect their take your takedown so that you don't get caught in those i wonder if paul's not if that's not what he's doing right this second well, Paul could do all he wants, all, and he could I, find people to train with. But unless he's training with like Anderson Silva or John Bones Jones, you right. have nobody who fights like MVP. Like, oh, I know. That's why I said logic dictates MVP is the one that's going to do it. But there's this part of me that's saying I, I, I have a feeling for some reason that that Paul might he might squeak it out because of that. A big just just that emotion sometimes that I also wanting I, to do so well. I think for me, it's also that I like watching him, Paul Daly get knocked out, and <laughs> it is. I should be saying that I should definitely be as like more down the middle, more by, un, and be more unbiased. But I, I ever since that fight right with Koscheck, I haven't been able to get over like how no, I he can handled understand. it right. I, so I love I, watching I guess, him get knocked out. Yeah, I guess because I'm having an easier time pulling my head that. I guess is why I'm looking at it in that point of view and that, that point of view of, um, of the whole, like as much as I think MVP's just I, as much as like, when you look at the record and you look at what he does, logic dictates MVP is probably going to be the one that takes his fight. There's a small part of me. It's like, I am not totally counting out Paul because what if this is the, I need to prove myself because I am, I am going against MVP. I'm going another against another British guy with such a great record, and he's not doing that studying and figure, trying to figure out the game. So that's where I, 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 I I'm pretty sure MVP is going to win this fucking fight. Hey, can we also just, out there? Can we also <laughs> <just> say? <laughs> can we just say too? Like looking at this card, we have Mirko Kokov fighting Roy Nelson, like in that same fight card. Right, like, you know I- this fight card. This fight, right? That fight too is just gonna be devastating. Two crazy heavyweights. All they want to do is, mm-hmm. I mean, Nelson is gonna look to try to wrestle, but he obviously wants to throw hands. But you're throwing hands against a guy who teaches the spetnaz how to fight. Like, right? Kokop oh. is that? Dude. Oh man, I always giggle. I remember when the sharing all the videos of Crow Cop for the longest time, when they're like, "Watch this guy," and then he shows up, and then all of a sudden, boop, knock. Oh, you're sleeping. What happened? It's funny because I remember <sighs> one time where he he said, uh, "If I, if I, if I hit him with left leg, he go to hospital. If I hit him with right leg, he go to grave." <laughs> like, yo, yeah, right, he's right. murdering a man like in the octagon. We're not even. This is premeditated now, man. Like, just right, make sure yeah. you hit him with. You the shouldn't left. have told me. I am a witness. I'm a witness, <laughs> I'm a witness to the crime. But right. then, I don't want to be questioned. Yeah, I was just watching it on TV at home. I had a beer in my hand. I'm sorry. Right, right, right. I was drinking a Sam Adams, who totally doesn't sponsor the show, by the way. I was drinking a Sam Adams, and I swear to God, like, I didn't see Ugh. anything except for the knockout. But, right. <laughs> what was the one last night that there was a Miller Lite with they were? Tagging every five seconds or whatever. Obviously yes. not a sponsor for here either. Only 96 calories. Only, I was like, every five seconds, I just kept hearing 96 calories. I'm like, holy shit. I've never, like, yeah, maybe fighters are worried about calories, but come on, Bellator. Come on, UFC. Let's be real. <laughs> you know, People it's... watching your shit ain't worried about calories. No. Really. They're couch fighters. <laughs> yeah. They eat Cheetos, <laughs> setting a beer on the belly, 
<laughs> being like, oh, shit, it did a double leg kick. Bitch, you know you ain't getting in that octagon. <laughs> Such a panic. Yes, we but actually, like, that's, well, that can be entirely real. true, right? Because we do have someone who's on. I'm not, well. I'm not saying, I'm not saying all of them. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's a big chunk of your, like, your fighters. Like, I mean, your fight fans. Like, you, and thank you for trying to give them some motivation to maybe run. But, you Ghost, know, you like could you know. also put Tostitos you know out there and uh... you get the same amount of viewers, too. <laughs> Hey, Ghost, just letting you know, Julie said that you're a couch warrior. So when you listen to the show, you'll hear that. I did know. not say he was a couch warrior. I know Ghost. <laughs> I'm talking about the other ones that are going to be sitting there with the beer being like, why the fuck did you do that? You get in there. You we, get we in there. See that. So every time I think of like Miracle Crow Cop fighting, unfortunately, I have to bring this up, right? So we were here, when I was stationed in Hawaii, right, uh, me and a good friend of mine, his name's uh, Arnold, right, he actually, he actually lives down the road from me. Um, coincidentally, he moved up here. I didn't even know that he was up here for a while. But anyway, so he, him and I, we were watching uh, the UFC fight, and when Gabriel Gonzaga hit that head kick on Crow Cop and folded him, he just goes, oh, yo, he goes, oh my goodness, Crow Cop just got Crow Copped. <laughs> you know what? that is the perfect term though yeah. that's the right pro that's the proper term though it is oh, it really yeah is. and i was like yo, yeah he's right though crow cop did get crow copped and now we're yeah, he did see. yo i didn't know this but crow Man, is on a that. huge win streak yeah yeah he is I, you know it's funny i got i got the the bellator site open right now and i was i scrolled over to the crow cop roy nelson every time that damn picture of nelson his mullet ass with the big old beard and then get the party in the front and the business i mean the business in the front and the party in the back he is like mm, pabs pabs like icon with with his ass it's it's i i have i have to close this window is this so, I, you know, is I can't so look crazy? at this picture anymore no. I can't look at this picture anymore. Mirko, Sorry, Roy. Nelson. So Mirko Krokop is on a nine-fight win streak. He's fighting Roy yeah. Nelson, who's on a two-fight. He's on a two-fight lose streak, and then even out of his last four, he's only won one fight. Right. So he won a fight against uh, uh, Javi Javi Alea uh, for Bellator 183, and right now he lost at Matt Matrone and Sergio uh, Kontanov. Um, right. Well, but, I don't think no, it, I don't think it's, it's a good matchup to begin with. That no. sounds rude, but like. That's not what I would have thought for a matchup. Like, un unless you're doing like the hey, would well, you be funny to watch? Yeah, that's that's where the Roy Nelson Crow Cop fight comes in. I mean, because you 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 need to make card. That's what that is. But that's not my friend. I don't I don't expect Nelson to win this. Oh, I don't. <laughs> like either. I don't. That he's, sounds rude, but I don't well, he's got like a puncher's him. chance, like always. If he does though, him. yeah, yeah. If he does go to town, like I, it's look people taking other people down. People, you can. And champions can always lose, so you know there's always that. I'm not walking into that being like, just, "Oh man, this is gonna be a doozy." I don't know what's gonna happen on this one. Oh man, they're so evenly matched. It's crazy. No, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm not on that boat. <laughs> no, not at all. I definitely expect Crow Cop to win this. Win this yeah. fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just. I don't know, man. This MVP. The MVP fight versus Paul Daly's got me like on a hype level that I, I never expect, thought I would yeah. get to. It's it's gonna be fun to watch. I like like I said, I think I pretty sure MVP's gonna win, but there's this part of me that would be it'd be interesting to see if Paul Paul pulls it off because he's got something to prove in this fight. I mean you can still think he's a piece of shit even if he wins. Let me put that out there, Cliff. You can still think he's a piece of shit if you want. And then maybe someone else can like knock him out even harder than what was supposed to happen now. But if he, I, if he does get this whole like, oh, I got to prove myself thing, I, I wouldn't be totally shocked. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure MVP is going to punch Ted off. Yeah, probably, MVP is probably gonna, gonna, he's going to end his night. He's going to punch his Like, yeah. like he's Julia like, oh, loves you, Simtex, but I don't. <laughs> and I'm glad MVP beat you down. And by the way, that's your face over there. <laughs> First of all, like, how crazy would it be if, like, Paul, like, eliminates MVP with, like, a spinning heel kick? <laughs> right, like, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, because, like you said, winners there's always that chance. So, like, that's why I'm like, man, 
what if out of nowhere Paul just like gets lucky and like bit in a little try in a little bit exchange, kind of like you saw with that freaking uh, Pico fire on the Bellator, the other card, the last night's card, where there's that little bit of exchange. All of a sudden, pop that shit right there. I think everyone will kind of be like, "What the fuck?" Like we thought this was gonna be like a a clinic, but what? This is like a oh, sneak attack. Like those ones always kind of like get me frustrated when you watch them, where all of a sudden you you see a little bit of exchange and someone just sneaks a little mini uppercut, but they get him in that right spot of a glass on their jaw. You see him go down. You're like, oh, what the fuck? It's over now. <laughs> yep. Oh. Oh, so bitch. It wasn't even like a fun one. What but the then, fuck? so like, what matters with I this mean, fight? I mean, like, right? I'm glad so... you didn't get knocked the fuck out, but. So what matters with this fight is that this is um, the Bellator's welterweight Grand Prix. So that's kind of why yeah. this fight matters so much. Um, and also on this fight card, you know, you do have Roy McDonald and John Fitch. They're going to fight here at Bellator 220, yes. which is another huge fight. Um, and then McFarlane versus uh, Ortega. Um, for you guys who don't know, uh, McFarlane is from Hawaii. So definitely props to her. Can't wait to see how she does again. She just fought like last month. Um but right. it's just, I think for me, like, it's cool to see that Bellator does, like, these Grand Prix, and it's cool to see that we're going to get these dream matchups finally. And there, I think for me personally, the Michael Venom Page versus Paul Daly matchup is equivalent to what Nick Diaz was to Conor McGregor. Like, just for me, for the level of hypeness that I have inside of me, like, I am so excited to see this fight finally, and uh, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. Right. So... Um, we have one last thing I kind of want to touch on, right? So UFC, uh, does have its fight night coming up. It's going to be in Brazil. It's going to Maybe be, um, on February 2nd, uh, at 10 PM. Uh, we will be doing a prediction show. So hopefully we'll get that out to you guys. Uh, Wednesday or Thursday, we haven't really kind of tossed, tossed that up yet. It is on ESPN plus. There is a lot of big names that are going to be on this card from, uh, Mraz, uh, Akuna, uh, Aldo, Maya, Charles Oliveira, uh, so just a whole, whole heap of names that you guys are going to be able to see and watch kind of battle out, man, so, you know, we'll, when we dive more into this fight, um, oh, look, Thiago Alves is coming back too, finally, um, we'll <laughs> talk more, uh, we'll talk more about that fight card, uh, here probably in the next couple of days, so, mm -hmm. uh, Julie, like, is there, like, is there a fighter on that card that you're kind of, like, excited about? Uh well I always I always like watching fight personally and I, I do just like watching him fight as a fighter. Um mm, who was who was that again? What you said you like? Maya. Oh, okay, I do okay. like watching him fight. He's um, such a boring fighter. But he's very Yeah, tactical. I just like that's what it is. It's I just like to watch his chess game. Hmm. I love that when he tried to play chess with Tyrone Woodley and shot like nine times and got stuffed all nine times. I'm like, right. You can't play I wrestling just, like, with a wrestler. Right. Uh, hmm. You know what fight I actually kind of want to watch is the co-main. Aldo versus uh, Moicano. I like watching Moicano and it's Aldo in general. Yeah. That fight I kind of want. I'm, I'm actually interested in that one. Moicano. I, I, I haven't. Fun. I haven't really been – as it wasn't until recently that I've been kind of like, all right, all right, Renato, I'll watch you. Moicano, all right, we're going back and watch some of this shit, so. Yeah, he, uh, so Moicano is definitely a, a serious is – a, is a beast from, like, no other. And now right. he's fighting Jose Aldo, and, you know, it's, right. you have to give – you have to give all your respect to Jose regardless of, like, who you – who where you rank him on the fight card because he was a dominant – you know, he's a dominant champ, and he really, really is yeah. to be respected. Um, with that being said, man, it's like, I kind of want to see Moicano go to 40, or stay at 45s and fight uh, uh, Max Holloway, because I'm just very mm -hmm. curious to see where he thinks he is. Obviously, he's got to earn that title shot, but right. I don't know, man, like... Jose Jose knows how to how to keep a fight interested and obviously he's got the striking to back it up but we'll see what happens with Scarface. I'm definitely definitely interested. I don't want to see him lose anymore. I kind of want to see him kind of just like retire and go off in the sunset cuz he is a future Hall of Famer for the UFC. Yeah. Totally agree. 
So with that being said, guys, that's kind of just like our, our light touch on uh, UFC one uh, Fight Night 144. Do not put in UFC 144 like both Charlie <laughs> and I did. Uh, <laughs> we pulled up the wrong card. You get card. really freaking confused. Yeah, you're like, oh, when did Benson Henderson get back to the UFC? He never did. Yeah, that was, exactly, <laughs> that was exactly the confusion that went on over. <laughs> All right, well, Julie, why don't you give them your shout-outs? Uh, tell them where they can find you on social media. Um, yes, on Instagram, uh, Little Less Jubaka. Um, if you go on Twitter, look up Little Less Jubaka, L-I-L, you know, like, Little bow wow and shit. I'm sorry, it was a horrible reference, but it gets you under the idea of what little means. Also, make sure you go over to frankculture.com. I just did what Cliff did the, uh, recently and did an intro article. Come see. And, and yeah, come come check it out, motherfucker. <laughs> and then you guys can find me at Snapchat, Instagram, as well as Twitter at CM underscore Miller 85. Um, as well as you can find me here on Frank and Culture doing Frankensteiner. Uh, nerds at Round Table, as well as here at Get the KO. So you guys can find me on all three of those broadcasts. Yes, I'm a huge nerd. I I enjoy thoroughly what I do and just working on these podcasts. And I do have an article up. It's uh just you know a little intro about me and um, Steve, the guy who actually put this all together. Did I ever tell you what I told him how I was going to introduce myself? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I was literally going to write in the first line. So I was like. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. My name is C L I to the F F. Just like uh, uh, <laughs> he was like, "Yo, oh, that's, that's gonna be so yeah, crazy." I, I had so many like legit when I started doing mine. I had so many ideas. It's like a wild Jubaka appears. Yep, and that's here. There we go. That works just as well. Oh yeah. Also, for those that jump on there, I made the announcement about my tabletop gaming review. We're trying to get the camera all set up and our hard drive situation figured out so if you nerds out there that like games the shout out to that forget. we have like a lot of like this that's what i love about this this channel right so we have a lot of different obviously frank and culture would insinuate that there's a lot of pieces that are always moving in this network right so it's really cool i really do appreciate steve for allowing us to kind of bring like this atmosphere yes everywhere so big good, shout good out to frank and culture thank good you so stuff. much for letting us do what i we know do. i'm uh I know this uh, this spring I'm going to be heading out to a couple different uh, local conventions and repping the Franker culture myself. So let's keep growing. Yeah, and you guys, um, I don't know if you if you saw actually. So also attached to Anchor FM. That's where also you can find uh, you can find Get the KO is on uh, Anchor FM. Um, Get the K or not get the K uh, Nerds at Round Table just did an interview with uh Savannah God, what was her last name? Um she's a she's an actress, she's playing in a couple Hallmark movies and she's doing her kind of all independent pictures right now. So it was pretty cool to have her. And in oh, the future cool. we have um Samtron five thousand. I don't know if you know who that is, but she's huge in the gaming world. Um uh, but she's gonna be joining us as well to do an episode cool, cool. on yeah, on uh on uh, oh God, nerds at a round table, so it's it's cool. Um, but we definitely appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for listening to us. Um, Julie, why don't you go ahead and tell them? Uh, see ya. Bye, bye, everybody. And as always, good fight and good night.